This is Rating Descending. Where we watch IMDb's worst 250 movies so you don't have to. I'm Michelle St. Clair. And I'm Abigail Ward. And this week we watched Yogi Bear. A documentary filmmaker travels to Jellystone Park to shoot a project and soon crosses paths with Yogi Bear, his sidekick Boo Boo, and Ranger Smith. Let's watch. You do, do you want to ask me about my 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 drink tonight? What beer you, are you drinking? Uh, thank you. Um, so I'm drinking a Citro Sour. It's um, telling that the last podcast we did, it had us drinking tea and talking about the tea, and then this one, it we're talking about what beer we're drinking. Is that what happened last episode with Raw One? No, our last podcast. Oh, yeah. right. I think it. I think it shows our development over the last couple of years. Well, I was always drinking wine at that point. You weren't always than drinking. Beer. Yeah, but I just I feel like we're now defaulting to alcohol more. I just feel like I feel like you are. <laughs> I've always defaulted to alcohol. Yeah. I really have. I've always drunk a lot more than you. You've mm. never been that much of an alcohol person. And honestly, I don't know how we've made it this far. Well, I think it comes from having very alcoholic parents and not wanting to follow in their full steps and thus uh being anxious about over-alcoholic consumption, especially given that when I was 17, I would usually drink a bottle of spirits every time I would drink. Yeah, yeah, you didn't drink at all, and then you'd drink, like, fucking two bottles of fucking American honey whiskey. Yeah. And then pass the fuck out. Yeah. Whereas, you know, my parents, my mom's not an alcoholic, but my dad certainly is, but he's, like, a fun alcoholic, so Mm, it's not a problem. That's why you don't care. Exactly. (laughs) Do I lean on alcohol as a crutch often? Yes. Um, Mm. But does it affect me negatively? Not yet. Oh, maybe in ten years when I'm older and sadder. But as a happy, spunky twenty-five-year-old, I'm a, I'm a good time when I'm drunk. Oh, you shower your spunk everywhere. I love to shower and spunk. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I wanted to keep yes ending you, but it was such a specific, funny sentence. I just I good. don't know why you're laughing. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So can you just okay? Can you just take this seriously? It's actually probably because spunk sounds like jizz sometimes. Oh, oh, that is very funny. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> this is not good for the podcast. It's no. only funny for us. I know. <laughs> Why do people listen to this? A lot of our bits are only funny to us, and yet other people are still like, I enjoyed it. I think it's that thing. It's It's one of two things. It's either... We as human beings like watching other people have fun, and that can be an entertaining social experience. And so yes, that's why the audience is like, "Human beings," because we're definitely we are both I, we are human yeah, beings. You and I. That's why we get all human we, beings. We're humans. That's why other human beings develop a parasocial relationship, and they they feel like they're included in the fun because we're having fun with them. Or the other potential reason is because if they're still listening this many episodes in, then. They definitely feel an obligation. They're like, well, it pro- it's, if they're laughing, it's probably funny. Honestly, that effect is true. My brother is a good storyteller. Mm. And the reason he's a good storyteller is that, A, he's a ward, runs in our blood. But also when he's telling a story, you can see he's literally recalling it and bringing it to mind. Mm. And he starts laughing at the bits he remembers as funny. And then you find yourself laughing because yeah. you now think it's funny too. You're like, oh, man, he's laughing. It must have been so funny. And you start visualizing it with him. It's such a good and um, unconscious tactic he has 
where it just gets people on his side more. If we're laughing, they're laughing. But, but now we want to let you guys know, listeners, that you have no permission to laugh from here on out. This is a very serious podcast from here on in. We're very serious about Yogi Bear. <laughs> this is the film that changed us. <laughs> Which, I mean, makes sense to me. It certainly wasn't very funny. <laughs> it certainly wasn't. But before we segue, by the way, I just yeah. want to say... I know we like doing a little weekly update, and my weekly update is that this has been my week of decadence. Oh. I bought three new pair of shoes, pairs of shoes, um, and they were all very expensive. Yeah. and So you bought six new shoes. I did. I did. Um, which is weird, because I have three feet, but I didn't think about that. <laughs> so it's distributed amongst two triplets other than three pairs. <laughs> The one in the middle is the different shoe for design oh, aesthetic so, purposes. So it is three pairs, not it's, two triplets. It's, no, it's three pairs, and then I've got one pair on two legs, and then the, the middle leg, which is my dick. Um, Why would I have hung. a shoe is the thing, though. Because it has to be protected. <laughs> Obviously, it's not going to flop on no, the ground. No, you need, like, a helmet. A little helmet for my, for my three-foot-long dick. <laughs> for your three-foot-long schlong. <laughs> you need a little... <laughs> Don't cap. let your three foot long schlong get donged on the way. <laughs> what a hog. <laughs> <laughs> no. You need a hog hat. Stop calling dicks hogs. That's not a term. I don't know where you got that from. I hate it. I, okay. No, I'm not talking about hogs. I'm talking about my week of decadence. You fuck. All right. <laughs> my week of decadence has been sublime. I bought myself some really nice clothes, some some luxurious items, some very expensive shoes. I also bought a bunch of hand cream for no reason. And now my fingers are so soft. <sighs> so much hand cream. <laughs> Just pulled from the finest hog. It's ham ham cream is jizz out of a hog. <laughs> yeah, when you've got a massive hog, you cream ham everywhere. I'm you so- ruined my week of decadence. It ends here. It's done. I, I, if anything, you're more decadent. <laughs> speaking of speaking of massive hogs, you just don't care about me. It's just this week we watched Yogi you Bear. Just, you don't give a shit, which is. <laughs> Yeah. No, you yeah. you keep going with the podcast. Like okay. You always do. This week we she watched Yogi Bear. I mean, like, how much more can I take of and this? And it was, it was really I interesting. I mean, what I'm yeah, saying is that. Yeah, I've got a lot of thoughts that... about it. <laughs> <laughs> I want another beer. <laughs> um, I think if the recording so far is any indication, one is too many. <laughs> Excuse you. No, just because we're, we're in the goofy this zone. This is what I mean. Oh, we're in the goofy zone. Zone, baby. What? Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, Raggy. Whoa, Raggy. <laughs> like Scoob. Uh. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I can't do the impression, but if I make a grunt. <laughs> it's your shaggy impression. That's the beginning and end of it. I think it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of massive hogs, mm. this, week, this week we watched Yogi Bear. Um, I'm holding the thing up. There's nothing written on it. <laughs> This is going to be feel more official, though, doesn't it? (laughs) We watched (coughs) (laughs) shuffles papers, Yogi Bear, all two of them. 
(laughs) (laughs) I do love that we print out information about it because listeners at home, that is what we do. We collate facts, we put them onto paper so we can refer to them in Mm -hmm. case we need to know something. Um, But usually there isn't that many facts about bad movies, so we have two whole pages of information to refer to. Yeah, I feel like... Except Ra 1, which had four. Yeah, that was nuts. I feel like a newscaster who clearly isn't actually using the paper in front of them. Mm. They're they're just there for officialness. Yeah, that's because I'm holding up signs across the table. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're you're holding them up. You're the old guy in Larry Sanders. What was his name? Um, His name was Canned Laughter. You didn't watch season six, right? No, I got up to season four. There's a, I mean, spoilers, but it's also the whole plot of the episode. There's a fantastic episode after that character dies. Which character? The guy who holds up the oh. signs that Larry's meant to read. Oh, God, so fuck sorry. off. It's <laughs> a big burp. I'm Fuck's sake. <laughs> Listeners at home, we apologize. Now a quick commercial from our sponsors. This is our worst episode. <laughs> Hey, we got past the first big ten episodes, all right? Yes. We can do whatever that's all fuck down we want. <laughs> This is our longest podcast we ever. <laughs> we peaked at God's Not Dead, baby. Three episodes in and we nailed it. <laughs> now let's pack it up for 247 yeah, we've episodes. We've tackled religion. We've tackled race. We've, we've done it all. Sex. I mean, how many movies can there be left? Like, is there even a number? <laughs> <laughs> There's a literal number. <laughs> I don't think there is. <laughs> this is, yeah, this is going to be our goofiest episode. Yeah, you got so far in in, in as to shuffle your papers. <laughs> That's what we've done so far. You said the words Yogi Bear and shuffled your papers. I didn't even shuffle them. I picked them up and put them back down. You did. Okay, yeah, tell, uh, let's do it. <laughs> All right. I, I might, well, f- our overviewing thoughts before we get to the outline mm. It sucks. <laughs> yeah. Unsurprisingly, it was bad. I think I enjoyed it more than you enjoyed it. You definitely did. You seemed at the end of it to go, what a fun time. And I, I really just had to leave. <laughs> <laughs> That's often your reaction to yeah. a lot of things in life, though. Every time we go to a bar, Michelle's gone. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Every time there's a family event, Michelle's gone. Yeah. I used to be really good at that. Really good at the old Irish goodbye where you just leave. Mm. When watching Yogi Bear, I had a particular salient thought because relatively recently, Brooke and I watched Sonic the Hedgehog, the recent like live action one, which is described as one of the better video game adaptation movies. And watching it, it was one of those movies that I'm like, look, every part of it was formulaic, right? Like if you think of a typical Hollywood movie, it really fit that bill. Almost every beat of it was was certainly predictable, but it was fun uh, I felt like Ben Schwartz and Jim Carrey and James Marsden were having a fun time. And the cast sounds actually good as well. Yeah, they were. it was a good cast who were all enjoying being there. Uh, I thought the writing had enough references to the source material that made me smile without it ever getting too winky mm. that I got cringy. I had a, I had a really good time watching it. Um, However... This was like the same, it was like the opposite side of that same spectrum Mm. of like formula kids movies, but this was completely devoid of all of the potential heart and soul and any sort of thing that made it feel like a human being created it. It definitely feels like a computer generated movie. I love how according to you, either these films are made by people that are not human beings or 12 year old boys. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Those are the two. Well, cause they're the, the demographics that should make movies the least. 
I feel like film is an but ten-year-old boys. Oh well, that's where you get the Goonies. Yeah, and that's right. a great movie. The imagination, the yeah. naivety, the innocence. Exactly, those two years are everything. But twelve is a bad number. Twelve is a tw- speak to a twelve or thirteen-year-old boy. I wouldn't. I they wouldn't. Have, they have bad opinions on things. This well, is true. Nowadays, they're probably all watching YouTube and getting slowly radicalized into alt-right men's rights movements. They probably also listen to the Dead Kennedys. It's Why? just that perfect band that twelve-year-old boys start liking to get them into music later. It's a good starter band for a lot of 12-year-old boys. The Quentin Tarantino of bands? Yes, exactly. It's not that they're bad. It's that they're a gateway into general snobby douchebaggery. Correct. It's the Dead Kennedys and Misfits. Mm, Mm. That's fair. Yeah. I guess I was confused at first because my dad really likes the Dead Kennedys. Look, I'm not saying they're a bad band. I'm just saying they're a staple of a 12-year-old boy's diet. Okay. All right. (laughs) Glad we cleared that one up. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I didn't like it for those reasons. (laughs) (laughs) I liked it more than you did, but not because I actually liked it, just because it wasn't paranormal activity. Mm. It had stuff in it, things. It had a structure, even though, as you say, it was all incredibly predictable, like Sonic the Hedgehog. I didn't mind that because, again, there was just things happening. Yeah. And that was great. Yogi Bear is the most irritating character Mm. ever. I would put him neck and neck with Joey Tribbiani from Friends. Really? No, Yogi Bear would win. I definitely can think of more annoying characters than either of them. Like Um, whom? Give me one. Right now. On the spot. Come on. On the spot? Give it to me. Oh, God. I mean... Well, any of the if Joey Tribbiani is on the table, then really any of the cast of Big Bang Theory, but especially Leonard, who is just the classic whiny white boy. Um, Leonard, Leonard, the main Mm. guy. No, Mm. not Leonard. Howard. No, Howard is the friend. The main guy is Leonard. Yeah, Howard is more annoying though. They're all annoying. They're all annoying. They're all annoying. Yeah. None um, of them had a chance. For me, a, a cartoon character only gets annoying when they're very whiny. Mm. You know, I don't think I don't. I don't find Yogi Bear very whiny. I did. I found it annoying that his one motivation was always food. Yeah, that's his one trait as well, a, as a character. Is that, that he wants food? That works in like a ten minute cartoon. That doesn't work in a fucking ninety minute movie. No, no, it doesn't. Yogi Bear, but Yogi Bear had like a questionable cast. Yeah, <laughs> really questionable cast. It had an okayish structure, and there were some bits that kept me moderately entertained. So for that, it definitely goes head and shoulders above yeah. paranormal activity. Well, in contrast to paranormal activity, there was movement on screen. So I will <laughs> give you that, you know. Um, let me just do the overview right now. Do it. So we can get into it. Fucking do it. All right. In Jellystone Park, Ranger Smith has to deal with the day-to-day antics of local talking bear Yogi and his companion Boo Boo. When Mayor Brown of the nearby Franklin City realises he can balance the city's budget by selling the park, Smith has to try and make the park profitable. After the documentarian Rachel Jones arrives, the two of them come up with the plan to throw a centennial celebration for the park to help raise money. However, during the celebration, Mayor Brown encourages Smith's assistant, Ranger Jones, to set up Yogi for failure, and Yogi accidentally ruins the entire event, jeopardizing their fundraising efforts. Jellystone is shut down and Ranger Smith is transferred to Evergreen Park, basically a Meridian Strip, and Ranger Jones gets promoted to Head Ranger. While Yogi is in despair, 
he and Boo Boo figure out that Mia Brown is planning to sell the park to logging companies and seek Smith's help to stop the park's destruction. Quickly, they and Rachel realise that Boo Boo's previously unmentioned pet turtle is endangered and could make the park legally unable to be destroyed. All of them make their way back to Jellystone to find the turtle. Once they do so, they catch Mayor Brown on camera, admitting that he is intentionally trying to break the law to destroy the park. Once the turtle is revealed to the general public, Brown is arrested, Smith is reappointed to head ranger, and a new harmonious equilibrium is established between him and Yogi Bear. I gotta say, man, that turtle was hella cute. The turtle was cute. That was a fucking adorable turtle. It was, it was a like a frog turtle thing. It was I, like half frog, half turtle. The f- He is, in my ongoing references to Chekhov's gun, he is the anti-Chekhov's gun because part of it is if you place a gun there, it has to go off. But mm. the, the inverse of that is if you want a gun to go off, it has to be placed there. But the turtle was not mentioned. No. At, it was seen. I remember seeing it in the first act. It was, was it there. there physically? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because okay. I remember seeing it thinking that thing is fucking cute. But they don't like talk about it or interact with it. No. Or, like, be like, hey, like, remember how we got this turtle? Or, I mean, char- I've never seen a turtle like that. The characters themselves literally have to find a video recording of that of their room and then to zoom the into the exists. corner of it. <laughs> yeah. The one thing that really struck me was how, how poorly the CG integrates with the people. I know that's, like, a recurring thing in general in CG of the, like, late 2000s to early 2010s. But it really was so fucking jarring how much the actors were clearly not looking at fucking anything and then a strange, completely unintegrated, computer-generated creature was then trying to physically touch them. I What I loved about this film <clears throat> is that you can really see all the live-action action actors there. Like, you can really just see, like, the dreams of their career vanishing in front of them as yeah. they're on screen, you know? Like, Anna Faris doesn't want to be there. She didn't The main guy, there. who isn't re- really a star, didn't want to be there. Yeah. The only people that sold it were those two actually really funny guys, the mayor and his 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 little crony. John Daly and Ma- Nate Cordray. They are so funny. So They're tell me about them, because who the fuck were they? Okay, so the, like you said, like the main actors, Anna, there's Anna Faris, who's clearly just career has taken a turn for the worse, probably because, I don't know, somewhat, some reporter decided they didn't like her and now she's unmarketable. I think at that point she had been pregnant and had a kid mm. and couldn't get that many roles. Yeah. Um, because Hollywood's fucked. And then the guy was oh, clearly the studio's 20th choice it's like how far (laughs) down the list of a-listers do you have to get saying no before you get jd's brother from scrubs like it's (laughs) (laughs) it's nothing (laughs) um but so john daly is one of those guys who like you wouldn't recognize him from anything specifically because he's in everything the person who did the casting in this movie was allison jones who notably does the casting jones's mom Alison Jones does the casting for like Parks and Rec and The Office and stuff. Yeah, um, I know. She is not Rashida Jones's mom, <laughs> as you but said. But you can see why my brain made the connection. But she often puts Andy Daly, not John Daly, into a bunch of stuff. Which He's is also- funny because she's Andy Daly's mom. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Alison Jones is everybody's mom. Yeah. If you dig deep enough. Um, I just double checked. He's in stuff like. He's in episodes of Veep. He's in episodes of Modern Family. He's in so much. And Nate Cordry is Rob Cordry's brother. Yeah. Um, I, Rob in Caudry particular. a superstar of B-list actors. Yeah. He's the man. So he's he's that B-lister's C-list brother. Can you imagine being, like, a B-lister where you've been in everything and no one really knows your name but they know your face? Yeah. So you'd probably get, instead of it being like, oh, my God, you're Tom Cruise and I know you in this, it'd be like, oh, you look familiar. You're mm. that guy in things. That'd be way more frustrating. Well, 
here's the thing about this movie. You know, if we're already talking about how the main characters, the main two are clearly like B-list is being put into an A-list slot because this movie had a budget of $80 million. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Which, by the way, outside of the CG, this movie looks like it could have been shot for $4 million. Fuck. Like It was so cheap looking. Um, it, Nate Corddry is playing the Andy Daly role, right? Like, Maya Brown would be played by an actual actor, a more sinister actor, and then his chief of staff would be Andy Daly. Yes, yeah. But they couldn't get anyone to be the villain, so they made it Andy Daly, and then they mm. got <laughs> the the Andy Daly to himself, Nate Cordry. And they're both really funny. They are both genuinely really funny. I still... Anna Faris was the biggest star in this whole thing. 100%. And she gave the worst performance, which I respected. Well, I'm wait, like, get in there and make that money, baby. I, I guess it depends on who you ask, because you could argue that the biggest star is Dan Aykroyd playing yeah, Yogi Bear. I mean, and also Justin Timberlake playing Boo Boo. I have laid awake at night, <laughs> at night, every single night since we watched it, thinking about how Dan Aykroyd and Justin Timberlake are Yogi Bear and Boo Boo. Yeah, I will, <laughs> I will say, I don't think about Dan Aykroyd and Justin Timberlake that much, because they get to be physically like visually removed from the film you know yes. when i think about yogi bear i think of anna faris's reactions you know her faces of going oh no which, which i joked <gasps> oh yogi i joked while we're watching they clearly got all of her reactions in a row yeah and then now look sad <laughs> yeah. now look, look angry look a little confused can you be surprised for a moment and then laugh <laughs> which is Amazing. obviously because yogi bear can't do anything on set he's not there <laughs> he's not it's so funny when you told me it was Dan Aykroyd it fell together and I was like oh right of course it's for Dan Aykroyd and then you told me Justin Timberlake was boo-boo that didn't work for me uh, kicking it <laughs> <laughs> oh no boo-boo sucked yeah um, yeah, and then T.J. Miller as Ranger Jones which was very surprising because it was a very un-T.J. Miller role yeah you showed what me you showed me how he looked in Silicon Valley, and I like that perm look, man. You said he looked like a look, doofus. He does look like a doofus, but it suits TJ Miller and his vibe more. Yeah, I okay. Mad respect for people that can just comfortably rock a perm. Yeah, you know. I mean, how do you do it? He in that show is often like dressing gown sort of look. You know, like he he Love that. he's kind of slobby, but slobby thinks of himself a hot shot. Mm. You know, one thing I particularly kept thinking during the movie. Right, this is something I've ranted about so many times in in non podcast space, which is it, it's maybe the best example I can point to of why I hate the trend over the last decade and a half of how it seems like live action is seen as the be all end all of any visual medium to do with film. True, I hate it. There is nothing about Yogi Bear that translates better to live action than it being a cartoon. Yeah, look, just just what where did Yogi Bear start? I actually don't know anything about Yogi Bear. Okay, so Yogi Bear was a, was one of the old Hanna-Barbera cartoons. It was initially part of the Huckleberry Finn show, which was their main flagship show at the time. It was just like a skit on it, and it was super popular, so it became its own show called the Yogi Bear Show that eventually got actually more popular than the Huckleberry Finn show. And so the whole thing about Yogi Bear is he's a sentient bear that lives in a forest and just likes food he's, with his friend Boo Boo. He is a, as you said, sentient bear. He's smarter than the average bear who lives in Jellystone Park, who tries to steal picnic baskets because of his obsession with food. Right. He has his friend Boo Boo, who likes to try and follow the rules. There's Ranger Smith, who is an actual character who tries to stop Yogi, but has sometimes a working relationship with him. 
And also sometimes Yogi Bear wants to escape Jellystone, but that's that's not always the So way. in the comics, is it called Yellowstone or Jellystone? It's not a comic, it's just a cartoon. Sorry, in the cartoon, is it called Yellowstone or Jellystone? Jellystone, which is obviously a play on okay. Yellowstone. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah I, like I love those old Hanna-Barbera cartoons. I grew up with those cartoons because my mum really liked them. So she always she would always get me DVDs of like Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck and then also some of the Hanna-Barbera ones like Yogi Bear, Wacky Races, Huckleberry Finn. Like, I love those old cartoons. Oh, Pink Panther was a fucking great one. Oh, Pink Panther was good. Yeah. Did you ever watch, like, the old Peter Sellers movies for Pink Panther? I have actually never seen them. They're not that good. I saw the Steve Martin remake. (laughs) (laughs) But I watched the cartoon more than anything. Mm. I didn't even know there were Peter Sellers movies until, until people said that Steve Martin's version was bad. Oh, okay, gotcha. Which surprised me, because as a kid, I liked Steve Martin and I liked the cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was very confused as to why a detective was this actual Pink Panther. Um, Anyway, yeah. So it's an old Hanna-Barbera cartoon from, like, the 60s and 70s. Part of the whole thing, you know how he wears a collar? Yeah, he wears a collar and a tie. So... I hate that. A lot of Hanna-Barbera ca- cartoons have a collar because it means it's really easy to animate the head without having to animate the body because you don't have to animate a neck. It's a hard line that doesn't move. Mm. Hanna-Barbera's whole thing was that they knew how to make the average five-minute, five to ten-minute short go from 60,000 animation frames to about uh, five to 10,000. Then you had to really cut down on animation times, which is why they were able to make like 30 fucking TV shows that were just dominating kids' cartoons from the 70s until the 90s. Mm. Um, yeah, I loved those cartoons so much. There is absolutely zero about Yogi Bear that translates well live action. For one thing, large sort of over-exaggerated antics in general, I feel like look good in a cartoon medium, but then they look really silly when they look like weird, gooey CG nonsense in live action. Like when he has the table and then he goes flying towards the camera because it's another movie that's trying to be 3D and going, it's not funny, but it's kind of goofy when you're an eight-year-old kid and it's a cartoon and he's flying across a cartoon world. Mm. The, The other thing is also suspension of disbelief cartoons are very important for suspension of disbelief when you watch a cartoon where someone casts a magic fire spell it's cool and then it looks kind of weird and janky in live action that's true i feel like in a cartoon you can get away with the fact that he's a sentient bear and everyone's like hey yogi but in a film you're like wait so everyone's just aware that there's a rare breed of bears that can talk yeah exactly so like in the cartoon when ranger smith is like oh yogi you're like okay yeah cool he talks to Yogi." you don't even question it and Mm. you're like yeah he's just a cartoon bear but in real life I'm like, okay, so clearly he's got a secret, right? Because there's other animals that are real animals. Mm. These are real people in a grounded real world. And then Ranger Smith starts talking to him and you're like, oh, do the people coming to the park know that he can speak? Yeah. And then Anna Faris is like, oh, yeah, it's Yogi Bear. He can talk. And then he sh- he talks to her. Also- People know about it. Like she's like, oh, I heard you have a rare sentient bear. Like you have a, you have a rare bear that yeah. can talk. And I'm like... Why is Jellystone struggling? Wouldn't that pull in visitors? Wouldn't people be like, I want to go find that talking bear in Jellystone Park? If there was a bear who could speak, I would never stop watching that Instagram account. Like, <laughs> I, I, I can't. I, I, and she's so blasé about it. She's like, yeah, whatever, you know, that bear can speak. That would, 
completely shatter my conception of how we treat animals. Like I, I'm already a big believer in animals are very sentient. Every time we do a study that it's like, oh, it turns out cats have feelings. It's like, well, fucking duh. I mean, most animals have feelings. <laughs> I know, but it's, it's weird that we have to prove it scientifically recently. But like if there was a bear that could actually speak, not just go like, hello, like actually speak. Yeah, can you do that again? Hello. <laughs> Yogi Bear's <laughs> alcoholic cousin <laughs> coming out of hibernation. I am alive. <laughs> no, no, it just, it's just that he is. And that's all you need to be. So you guys just take that as a lesson. You know who you are? You're you. And that's just dandy. All right, well, that was Yogi Bear. But yeah. When, there's, when it's live action, because they're real people, it makes me question way more when I see them all speaking to a sentient bear. I'm like, dude, so they, they, they treat him speaking as only mildly more annoying than if he couldn't speak at all. Also, also why don't they get Yogi to do stuff? He's yeah. like a sentient creature. Why don't they just fucking put him to work? Get yeah. him to be a ranger. He's a person. He is effectively a person. He doesn't get to just live as a bear. He should be just be doing he, shit. He doesn't want to. He wants to eat human food. Mm. He he states repeatedly, like Ranger Smith says to him, I wish you were a normal bear. Mm. He is saying to this person, I wish you weren't sentient. Yeah, that's, that's wild. Fucked I up. remember we both were like, whoa, that's fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I wish want... I wish you weren't sentient. <laughs> oh my god. It's it's it, oh my god. It he basically wants to lobotomize Yogi. Mm. <laughs> that I can't that's so cruel. That is <laughs> You know, sometimes I think, would I mind getting lobotomized? Like would I? Yeah, well Would I? Would, would you I mind? be happier? Would you mind? No, because if it happened, I don't think you would be consciously a Precisely. I, I don't think we know enough about how lobotomies work. Just thinking, would I be like more content? Sometimes I think all the time, what would happen if I lost all my memories, and then I and then I realize, well, that's effectively death. Because mm. all we are is a collection of our memories being processed through our brain at any one time. If we lose all our memories, or if we get reincarnated with no memories, that is the same as death. We have still effectively died. I want to go back to the movie now. Okay. Yeah. So Yogi Bear is really fucked up for that reason. And I really hate how the way it, I really hate the way it translates to live action. And also, God, this film, every joke fell flat, (laughs) cripplingly flat. Aggressively flat. Sometimes it felt like a cruel trick was being played on me. (laughs) Do you have any fun trivia? Oh, you want fun trivia? Oh, I fucking do want fun trivia. Uh, so I've got some trivia facts. I say, I kept saying to you, it was kind of hard to find trivia about this movie, not because it was a small movie, but because nobody cared about it. Yeah. Um, Can't believe we've put ourselves in a position where we have to care about it for a week. Yeah. That ain't right. Dan Aykroyd, the voice actor of Yogi Bear, stated that he is trying to evoke the influences that shaped the original Yogi Bear's voice. Aykroyd stated it's about hitting certain notes, going back to those old Lower East Side rhythms, the Catskills, Jersey, upstate New York. It's the Yiddish language, essentially, being spoken in English. It's the setup delivery punch that sitcoms live on today. That's where the origin of American humor is, which I included because that's a very high concept statement for what I thought was a really bad Yogi Bear impression. <laughs> <laughs> it really was. I hated it. I, I don't like Dan Aykroyd that much. Critics praised his 
his impression, by Fuck the way. Fuck off. They said it was accurate and good. And no, it wasn't. It sounded like your uncle thinks it's funny to be Yogi Bear. I just think Dan Aykroyd's greatest contribu- contribution to the world is making Crystal Head Vodka. I mean, it's Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is better than Crystal Head Vodka. Crystal Head Vodka is not I mean, great. like, he didn't make Ghostbusters. He starred in it, didn't he? Well, he, he wrote it. He wrote Ghostbusters? Yeah, he wrote it. Cut that. Dan Aykroyd's greatest contribution to this world is Ghostbusters and Crystal Head Vodka. I mean, also, he was one of the people who helped found SNL and was one of the original stars on it. I don't think so. It's a comedic... I don't think so. It's a comedic institution that he helped build from the ground up with John Belushi. I don't know where you got your facts from, Sweaty. Um, But, yeah, I just... Why do you go... The whole thing with Ghostbusters is that he'd never written a script before, so he didn't know how long they should be. So he wrote a 300-page script for Ghostbusters, and the studio said, this is too long. So that's why it it feels like it's such a big, cohesive world, but he basically pared it down to one single story within it. I thought that was really cool. I'm not going to lie. I'm not a huge Ghostbusters fan. Look... I think it gets really silly towards the third act. I agree. I think Act 2B is its weakest act. It definitely has a feel to it. Mm. And I, I definitely enjoy that. But I would never say, hey, I'm really in the mood for Ghostbusters. Look, I love Ghostbusters, but I'm not one of the people who are so obsessed with it that if any women are present in it, I then immediately get angry on the internet about it. Uh, <laughs> and when the new Ghostbusters came out, I was like, yeah, it's silly, but also the OG Ghostbusters is very silly. Yeah. I like it. I liked it a lot as a kid, so I kind of just, it feels warm and familiar. And I do think yeah, it's no, genuinely I get that. funny. It is one of those warm and familiar movies where you watched it on fucking free-to-air TV all the time as a kid. Yeah. I just am not... I don't think it's actually that enjoyable, at least for me. I get it. Yeah. I think it's one of those movies that, like, we've made movies better since then, and I don't think you could make a movie that feels that loose now. Mm. But I do think it's a good movie. Mm. I do think Ghostbusters 2 is not great, but also shouldn't be as hated. I'm keen to see what happens in the new Ghostbusters with Finn Wolfhard as the same character he plays every time someone casts Finn Wolfhard. There's a new Ghostbusters? Yeah, it's going to be done. an actual sequel to Ghostbusters 2. Basically, Max Landis uh, didn't like that women were in Ghostbusters, so he pitched the studio making a third Ghostbusters that was actually connected to the first two, and they said yes. I hate Max Landis with a passion for yeah, fashion, Bratz uh, style. Even though I like some of the movies he's made, I think he's an abhorrent human being. He really is, with a very talented, lovely father. Mm. That's beside the point. Who also killed people. What I'm They're saying a weird family. is that Dan Aykroyd hasn't contributed anything to the world. Well, certainly the thing he's contributed least to the world is his impression of Yogi Bear, which, <laughs> by the way, I also read that several students of the original voice actor of Yogi Bear sent him tapes of, like, the original actor describing how to do Yogi Bear, and he didn't listen to any of them. He wanted to do his own take, much to the audience's detriment. That audience being us this week. Um, Another fun fact. After Hanna-Barbera introduced the Yogi Bear character, the baseball star Yogi Berra was very angry and intended to sue the animation company for defamation of character. Then There was a baseball player called Yogi Berra? Oh, you haven't heard of Yogi Berra? No. <laughs> oh, I thought you would have. Yeah, so he was a he was a baseball star who was very, very famous at the time. In particular, he was famous not just because he was one of the most but incredible. But what was the time? Uh, the 60s? Around the same 50s, 60s. Okay. I feel like I'm very well versed on my baseball players of the 30s and 40s, but anything beyond that I do uh, not know about. Same, same sort of 
later, when was Babe Ruth? 30s and 40s. Ah, see, just after Babe Ruth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he was particularly famous not just because he was an incredible player but also because he he said what were referred to as, as bearisms um, because oh, he, often, yes. he often got yes. a lot of sayings very confused in a way that would make it even more profound. I've read about this guy. Yeah, he's a I funny did. guy. I think I read about it in the same book that I read about Babe Ruth. For whatever the fuck reason, last yeah. year I decided to read a full biography of Babe Ruth, and he's actually a very interesting young man. Everything I know about baseball is from the comedian Greg Proops because that guy is weirdly <laughs> obsessed with baseball. No, I know you like Greg Proops, but I don't like Greg Proops. Really? No. Oh, that's a bummer. I think he's a smart, erudite sort of guy. He's I definitely also very think funny. he's a smart, erudite sort of guy, but I don't think he's very funny. Okay. Is my problem with him. That's fair. Mm. Sh- should we fight about it? Yeah, afterwards. Afterwards, yeah. Fist yeah. fight. Yeah, as okay. always. I mean, that it's Friday night. What yeah. else are we going to do? <laughs> Friday night fist. Well, it is lockdown. <laughs> are you going to lube yourself up again? Or well, obviously. Otherwise, have you got enough Vaseline, otherwise the though? fight. Otherwise, the punches are going to stick. Yeah, we don't want that. I They're love it when slide. it's slippery. Yeah. Brooke, blow up the pool. Lockdown really means we have to get creative about activities. (laughs) Anyway, so after some deliberations, Yogi Berra decided to not sue for defamation, saying television is big enough for both me and Yogi Bear. I was going to sue the Yogi Bear program for using my name until somebody reminded me Yogi isn't even my real name. It's Lawrence. (laughs) How do you get Yogi? (laughs) No idea. I'll reread my Babe Ruth biography to uh, find out. Um, And I love this. Brendan Fraser... Will Ferrell, Ben Stiller, Will Arnett, and Frankie Muniz were all considered for the role of Ranger Smith. Frankie Muniz, alongside Brendan Fraser, were considered for the same role. Frankie Muniz and Brendan Fraser in 2010 said no. And instead, it was JD's brother who said (laughs) yes. That's the, the, how low we went. I will always have an affection in my heart for Brendan Fraser because oh, I of, love him. Yeah, me too. Because of the Mummy and because of George of the Jungle. And also, like he's had a hard time. He's had a really hard time. Really... People body shamed the shit out of Brendan Fraser yeah. for just getting older. Yeah, he doesn't have to be a fucking hunk anymore. He can still be a hunk and not be a Hollywood hunk. Fuck you. He's still a nice guy. Leave him alone. He was fantastic in Scrubs as well. Oh, can but... we just like use this podcast to defend Brendan Fraser every episode? I mean, he defending him kind of became a meme. I don't know if we'll make that much of an impact. It became a meme to defend Brendan Fraser. Yeah, there was the whole, like, rehabilitate his image thing. Wasn't it last year or 2018? I don't remember. Oh, okay. This last piece of trivia I have was really important to me because it was something that I thought was a really major plot hole right from the beginning. So the uniforms of Rangers Smith and Jones indicate that Jellystone is a national park where the mayor would have no jurisdiction, thus invalidating the central conflict. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Jellystone is a national park. He's a mayor. He can't sell a national park. That's like if fucking Clovermore wanted to sell Karingai Park. She can't do that. That's a federal responsibility. And in the US, their national parks are even more important than our national parks. Don't they explain away why he can sell it at the beginning? No. Isn't there some little explanation of he's like, well, this is this and this and i'm gonna sell you guys no he doesn't explain it he just says he's going to do it because it's within the city of franklin but it's not it's a national federal park yet we didn't question it until we read this i questioned it during the movie um do you want to read i've only got two reviews Mm. because people didn't have very strong opinions of this movie i didn't have very funny reviews Mm. but i got these two the Rotten Tomatoes critical consensus was Yogi Bear's 3D effects and all-star voice cast a cold comfort for its aggressively mediocre screenplay. I also think it's funny how they describe the voice cast as all-star. This is an IMDb review called I Don't Get It 
by Mike Rules 666. <laughs> Why would anyone who watches a movie like this expect there to be some sort of plot? The review I saw for this is dumb. Obviously, the critic has never seen the cartoon version of Yogi Bear, or he would know that it is supposed to be random. It's a silly <laughs> pair of characters. That's what makes this movie so good. Yogi and Boo Boo have always been silly characters. I mean, if you expected this to be like a regular movie, then you need to get into another line of work. <laughs> That's like anyone that saw the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie, another movie on this list, <gasps> and thought it was supposed to be serious or something. The movie was goofy because if you ever watched the cartoon, it was goofy too. That's what made it so damn funny. Come on, get with the program. You know, and I kind of get where Mike rules 666 is coming from. Mike, you rule 666 every damn day. We're with you, buddy. Stay strong. I, I want to be a person who, when it, when a website is like, what's your username going to be? And I'm like, well... I mean, how do I really evoke how people will think of me? Well, I rule. I still have the, the same devil. eBay account since when I was 15. So my mm. eBay account is still Abby Ramon 95. That was uh, deep wow. into my Joey Ramon obsession. Was it? Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if you're going to be 15 and obsessed with anybody, Joey Ramon's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I think objectively it's kind of, like, cool, but because I know the kind of person that I was at the objectively. time. Objectively. Objectively. Yeah. You know, I'm, like, I'm, I'm like 14 and I don't give a shit. I love Joey Ramone. Um, if I met that girl now, I'd be like, you're cool. <laughs> um, but knowing who I was at the time, I, I was, um, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want to think what, about being didn't, 14. Didn't you have, like, the, the, the hard punk rock club with your... Friend, shut the fuck the up about my friend. <laughs> We're just friends. Um, we did. We literally made a little thing called. We called it PMS, and it was the Punk Movement Society. That's it. It was actually pretty fun. You were ten times cooler than I was <laughs> on every single level. <laughs> we even made a little flag, and it had all these bands on it. Cool is not the right word, however. No, that's cool. That's, like, proper cool. We did think we were cool because we'd, like, buy cigarettes and smoke it by the harbour, but we both hated smoking. Oh, no, that's that's irresponsible. I know. Bad for our health. Ra One would shit a brick (laughs) if they knew what we were doing. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I don't know why. (laughs) We didn't need to create that soundscape, but it is an audio medium. Do it again. That's how I know you lay a shit. It's from the other side of the house. I hear that in the distance. I'm proud of her. <laughs> what a silly film. I feel like Yogi Bear, as as Mike Rules 666 said, it's goofy. And you know what? We've become goofy We're because of it. We're stuck in the goofy zone. We're stuck in the goofy zone, man. We can't get out. We just can't get out of here in this crazy way. <laughs> But we'll have to get out. Yeah. Um, And you know what might help us get out? What are we watching next week? (laughs) Next week, we are watching the 2006 film Black Christmas. Oh. And I don't know anything about it yet. No, me too. We're going in completely blind. 100%. Yeah, baby. Well, we will see you there (laughs) next week. Um, Because if you don't listen... We'll kill ourselves. Yeah. Okay? 
kicking it. No, stop. <laughs>